Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 78. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Yami. I'm a board-certified pediatrician, certified health and wellness coach, author, and speaker. I'm also a passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, motivation, and mindset so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Are you ready to get started? Let's do this. No, there's beautiful food all over Instagram. My food is not like that because my food, I just want it to be real. And I want moms to know like it can be simple. Toddlers, they don't care if it came from a cookbook or if you just like created it in your mind five minutes ago or <laughs> invented it, something new. Hello, hello, veggie lovers. Happy Sunday and welcome back. Today, I am back with another interview, this time with pediatric nurse and plant-based mama and grandma, Heidi Masanga. What a fabulous lady. She is the sweetest. I had such a great conversation with her. And like always, we could have gone on and on, but we had to cut it off to make a reasonable length for this podcast episode. But I have a feeling she will be back because we have a lot of things we can talk about. Before I tell you more about Heidi, I wanted to remind you that my book is available for purchase on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and all the major booksellers. It is called A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy. And like I said, you can find it on all the major booksellers, or you can go to my website, which is dryami.com forward slash book, and you can learn more about it there. Thank you so much for all the book reviews and all of the positive feedback that I have been getting. I wanted to read for you one of the latest reviews, and this one is from B&L Castro. The title is Relatable in So Many Ways. As a Latina woman, mom of girls, and a public school teacher, I really related to this book because Yami shares about loving yourself and your body at whatever stage you're in in life, especially because the little ones are watching what we do and say about ourselves. I enjoyed how this book is sectioned off from sharing the background of Yami's life into the early infant years and then into teenage years. It made it an easy and enjoyable read because it helped me focus on reflection of myself, what I can do right now as a mom and a professional, and how that transfers into the teenage years with relationship with food and themselves. I think this book is easily relatable with any ethnic group or professional stage that you're in. A must read for new parents and experienced parents for sure. 
Thank you so much, BNL Castro, for that wonderful and very sweet review. I appreciate it so much. I also want to remind you that the information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment by a healthcare professional. So if you have concerns about your child's eating, nutrition, or growth, or any other medical problem, please consult a doctor. So let's talk more about Heidi. So Heidi is a primary care pediatric nurse and mom of four and a grandma of two. As a pediatric nurse, she loves helping moms care for their tiny newborns and great big teenagers and everyone in between. Heidi created her website, Leafy Vibe, because she saw a need that wasn't being met. More and more moms are choosing a vegan or plant-based lifestyle for themselves and their babies and toddlers. These moms are looking for guidance on how to feed their little ones. Heidi's website offers easy-to-understand, evidence-based nutrition information, meal ideas, and toddler feeding tips, all plant-based, of course. Heidi's background is that she has an RNBSN, and she is a registered nurse, but she also has a bachelor's degree in health education and health and fitness promotion. She's an experienced mom of four and grandma of two, and they're plant-based little toddlers. And she has studied plant-based nutrition and transformative nurse coaching, and she will be getting her plant-based nutrition certification from eCornell. She loves to cook and meal prep and has been meal prepping for many years. We talk a lot about that on this episode before the term meal prep was a thing. So Heidi's mission is to make it easy for moms to feed their plant-based or vegan toddlers with confidence. She offers many free resources on her website, including nutrition and supplement checklist for the plant-based child, a guide to choosing plant-based toddler milk, healthy toddler snacks ebook, 12 tips for feeding your picky toddler, and a complete step-by-step meal planning guide for busy mamas. Wow, so much. And she really is doing this because she is a loving, passionate person that wants you to have the information and guidance that you need to feel empowered when you're feeding your child. She also has what sounds like a very active Facebook group called Passionate Plant-Based Mamas and an Instagram page where she tries to give as much value as possible with her posts. And she does a fabulous job. I mean, really, her Instagram profile, her Instagram page is just amazing. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. I really feel like it's going to provide you so much valuable information and guidance and support. And then after you listen to this episode, definitely connect with Heidi online, whether it's via Facebook, Instagram, or reading her blog. After you listen to this episode, if you felt like it benefited you, please share it. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to my podcast, rate and review it. And I'll start reading some reviews during each um, episode recording as well, because I have been getting great reviews on the podcast and I really appreciate you guys so much. So now it's time to listen to this wonderful interview with Heidi Masanga. I hope that you all have a plantastic rest of your day Heidi it is such a pleasure to have you on veggie doctor radio today welcome 
Thank you, Dr. Yami. I'm actually really excited to meet you. I've been following you for a long time. I've even showed my family some of your videos um, because I think you're great. I've been following you for several years. So I'm really oh. thrilled to be here. So thank you so much. No, well, thank you. And I know that we've been trying to get in touch and do some collaborations for a while. And I, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry that I am sometimes the hardest person to reach, but here we are now. We finally made it. We're together. And I am so excited to learn more about you and to see what you have that you can help the listeners with. Because I know that you are just filled with knowledge and lots of great tips. But first of all, I'm just really curious. Tell me about your plant-based journey. Mm, well, it's a long one. So, <laughs> I mean, it's short and it's long because uh, I'm, I'm older than you, Dr. Yami. I've got uh, grown kids. My youngest is 17. So I have to go way back. I have always been a health and fitness nut, like ever since I was in high school. Back then it was probably more fitness because I was more into the way I looked and, uh, but it all, it was always health and fitness for me. And I actually studied it in college. I studied health education with a specialty in health and fitness promotion. I worked as a personal trainer when I was younger. Um, and I thought I could do health education. That's what I wanted to do. And then I found out that they hire nurses to do health education. They don't hire health educators, they hire nurses. Um, so I, I went into nursing, but all as far as plant-based, um, there was no such thing as plant-based. I have never heard of it until fairly recently. So everything I knew about health was uh, what I learned in college. You know, I took nutrition, I took health education degree. You would think that you learn, I don't know, you would think that you would learn more than I learned. But what I learned was I learned about complete proteins. I learned about a low fat diet. Um, I learned about supplements and that is kind of the gist of what I learned in college. Um, and I did my best, um, you know, raise my kids, uh, eating healthy. I was always like health, 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 nutrition, um, let's eat healthy. But, um, it was not plant-based for sure. I was never into meat. I didn't ever like it very much, but I did cook it for my partner loved dairy love 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 dairy and <laughs> I, I can no see it in your face oh my uh, gosh you know I what was the same way though i was exactly the same Are way. You? i was like and dazs we would get i would like my get my kids and we would like get and dazs and take it to the movie theater when we go to the movies <laughs> nice <laughs> special treat but anyway so plant-based um even though i i had people at work who thought i was vegetarian and vegan when i never was because i was very like health conscious kind of a health nut i've always been kind of known to be that person um uh, but never vegan vegetarian or plant-based until i i learned a little over four years ago um, China study and starch solution were my like eye openers mind blew my mind and then I just gobbled up everything I could get my hands on everything I could get my hands on and being a nurse I you know I I was like what why are we not teaching this why is this not in the hospitals why am I not teaching this to patients I so my mind was blown again because I had worked and um, I had worked in acute care cardiology and you know, the patients, they're just, they are just have all the chronic diseases, even some of the younger ones. And we weren't teaching that. I mean, we were teaching like the closest thing we were teaching was like DASH diet or Mediterranean diet, but mostly not even that. Mm -hmm. um, so 
anyway, once I learned about the plant-based diet, it was probably like somebody discovering a new religion, right? <laughs> I mean, I've heard actually on one of your other podcasts, it is, it changes your life and you can't shut up about it. And you want to share the, just this miracle that you've learned with everybody because it's life changing and it's life saving and it can turn, you know, it can turn disease around. Um, and of course, somebody at my age, I know so many people with health problems already and parents and um, my colleagues at work, even though, even though we're in the clinic and we're, you know, we're in medicine and we're trying to teach people to be healthy. I can see a lot of habits that, you know, that promote disease right at work. Um, so anyway, it was super exciting to me. I talked to my partner about it and I was sure that he was going to be like, no way. And he, I don't know, the timing was just magical. And he was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, just try it for 30 days is all I asked him. Like, just go for 30 days. And he said, yes. And you know what? His, like his life changed drastically. He just dropped weight like that. He, we had to get him off his blood pressure medication because he started feeling dizzy. I'm like, okay, you know, this might be blood pressure. And so I started checking his blood pressure and like, you know what? you need to stop taking your blood. I'm a nurse, so it's okay. I can do this. I can monitor his blood pressure. <laughs> I don't recommend this for other people. Talk to your doctor. And he did talk to his doctor, but um, he had to stop his blood pressure medication. His cholesterol dropped down into the low 130s and they had been telling him he needed to go on a statin because his cholesterol had been so high. So it was like, and, and he had some gout already. Anyway. Wow. It, it was like magical for him. For me, you know, it was more subtle because I was always very health conscious and, and fit, but um, I was thrilled about all of it. We never went back. We never even considered going back and he didn't. And he was like a cheese on everything guy. And it just, why, why would we ever, ever go back? Mm -hmm. So and what about the kids? How did that happen? Yeah, good question. The kids think we're crazy. Um, so the only kids I still had at home, I had two kids still at home. My son, who at the time was in high school, and then my daughter was in middle school at the time. And with them, you know, it was a little more gradual. Um, I did try and do like regular meals for them at first and our meals. And gradually, you know, I'm one who I've always talked to my kids about nutrition um, because I love food and I love nutrition and I love to cook and I just, I just love all that stuff. And I really wanted my kids to grow up healthy. So they're used to hearing me talk about food and health and this is, you know, you should eat this. This is really good for us, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it was a, it was a slower transition for them, but my youngest adopted it pretty quickly and my older one, I'd say he adopted it, but he, um, he still wanted meat. Mm -hmm. And to this day, so now he's, he's a college student, he's 20. Um, and he's extremely, he, he eats basically a whole, a whole food plant-based diet plus meat. <laughs> I know that sounds great. He doesn't do the dairy and he eats Sometimes I think he eats better than I do is the quantity of vegetables he eats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but he's a college athlete mm -hmm. and he's like me, he's kind of small bone and he's really trying to bulk up and get big. Um, and he has been sold the, he's got to eat the meat to get big and muscular. <laughs> um, 
And what I've found, um, and I think you've talked about this with, you know, in your podcast and in your book, is the harder that I push and try and convince him, the more pushback I get from him. Mm -hmm. um, so I have learned, you know, first I was like, no, no meat in my house. You know, we're not having meat in this house anymore. And then I just, I, I, I couldn't do that to him. He was, he's such a good kid. Um, I'm like, okay, you, you know, you take care of it yourself. I would rather you buy something that's pre-cooked and not cook it in my kitchen if you can, but he loves to cook. So I let him do what he wants to do. And um, he, he's really healthy, but you know, I, I know that I've given my kids a foundation and I also know that we can't force our will upon anybody, even our kids. Um, I think being a, the best example and being really positive, and that's what I've tried to do. But the transition, it was slow. I don't cook any meat and dairy. I haven't for years, but I do allow him to make his pot roast. <laughs> he makes a pot roast in the crock pot every couple of nights. I wake up to a pot roast full of veggies in the morning, and that's what he eats. Wow. So. No, that that's it's just a great testament because it's true. Our kids are going to make choices that make us uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, they're going to do things that make us anxious. Mm -hmm. And I think you've done the right thing by allowing him to explore, you know, his choices and, and have his journey. And you've done everything that you can do as far as providing the information, providing the support, mm -hmm. being there for him, and you're going to always be there for him. And I think that's important too, because when we push so hard against our kids, it doesn't give them up the opportunity to change their minds because then they're just always going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to have to stay this opposite way because I don't have that, that space, that room in that space to be like, you know, I've thought about it some more, or I've been really tuning into my body. And actually, I think I'm going to try your way for a while, you know, like, so whenever we allow and we give that flexibility, even when it's super uncomfortable for us, I mm -hmm. think it, it gives them that space, that freedom to really explore mm -hmm. for themselves what's right for them. So yeah. congratulations. I know that's got to be super hard. Whew. I even just feel my anxiety going up, but you know. <laughs> well, as long as he cleans it up well, I'm like, I do not even like meat in my house, but mm -hmm. I've had to, I've had to accept it because I love my son so much and he's absolutely, he's actually really healthy and he's, he's such a great person. Like he has the right to live his life, how he wants to live his life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're doing, you're doing a wonderful job as a mama. I want to go back real quick. What year did you graduate with your um, from <laughs> undergrad from bachelor's? Oh no. Are you going to ask me this? It no, because like... was it was in the eighties. It was in the early nineties. It was 90s. early nineties. Yeah, yeah. So, cause I feel like that time, that eighties, nineties, Yeah. that was like, I immediately think of what you learned was probably like skinless chicken breast, broccoli, <laughs> skim milk, and low fat di and low fat yogurt. Right. Yes, I mean, that's and. like, that was the, that was the health thing to eat back then. Yeah. And they're promoting like margarine, you know, versus yeah. butter. Like not that either are good, but you know, margarine's healthier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it was like so much low fat dairy yeah. and then everything was chicken, like skinless chicken, skinless chicken, skinless mm -hmm. chicken, you know, <laughs> so I could just see like the little image of a plate. And it was all about fat, fat free, fat free is like, Oh, go buy the processed fat free products, you know, mm -hmm. because that's healthier. Yeah. 
So yeah, we've, we've definitely come a long way as far as our understanding mm -hmm. and our just worldview when it comes to nutrition. And I think that whenever we view it through the lens of whole food, plant-based diet, it's a completely different way of looking at it. Don't you think it's like, Oh, oh yeah. so now it's more of looking at foods as in their whole form and their antioxidant potential and the amount of fiber in them, instead of like just looking at things as purely like low fat and low calorie, um, right, a right. very different way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. And the whole food plant base I really love is it's all about what you do eat much more than what you don't eat. It's like, mm -hmm. let's try and get all these things in as much as we can. It's, you know, of course we're not eating certain things, but it's really about what we do eat and what we're trying to eat because food is so it's medicine and it's good and it's yummy and, and it's full of all these things. So absolutely. And I feel too, like it's more about abundance rather than restriction. Yes. Like I probably yeah. have PTSD because I dieted so much since I was little. <laughs> so I remember dieting in the eighties, you know, cause oh. I started dieting when I was like eight and nine years old. So, uh -huh. um, to me, I probably have some anxiety from that because it just feels very restrictive. It's mm -hmm. like, but when I think of a whole food plant-based diet, it just feels so abundant, like overwhelmingly abundant. Like there's not a limit to how much you can eat and all the different flavors and all different combinations. And you feel mm -hmm. nice and full and satisfied. It's not like this, like half a cup of low fat yogurt and, you know, like, you know, your three ounces of chicken breast, you know, it's like so different. Yeah. So how I, long, how long has it been since you transitioned? It's been about four years. Mm -hmm. And I just and wanted to say one thing when you yeah, talk about the abundance, because I wrote an article on a plant-based diet is a diet of joy and abundance because it, it truly is. So I just wanted to say that, yes, I agree so much that I wrote a whole article on it. On <laughs> That's <blog>. awesome. <laughs> we'll link it. We'll link it to yeah. this. Um, you'll have to send me the link and then we'll put it in the podcast yeah. notes. Okay. So it's only been four years, which doesn't yeah. seem that long, but you yeah. are gung ho because you have yeah. an amazing Instagram account, Leafy <laughs> Vibe. So cool. You have so much information. Why are you so passionate about educating others, specifically parents on a whole food plant-based lifestyle mm. for children? I am passionate because um, number one of what I've seen in the hospital with the chronic disease and how it, it's not, for me, it's not so much about trying to help people live longer, but help people live better while they're alive. Just because I've seen just like the quality of life when you have these uh, multitude of lifestyle diseases. And because I uh, am in pediatrics, because I'm a mom, um, I think it's just it's just a natural place for me to focus on is moms and children. I've honestly, I've just always always loved like promoting health to my friends, <laughs> ask mm -hmm. them <laughs> to everybody. So even though it's only been four years for me that I've been whole food plant based, it has been like my whole adult life that I've been into health and nutrition. It's just I finally found like like the ideal. I really mm -hmm. found the best. So why I'm promoting it on Instagram and a blog because I didn't have any real anywhere else really that I could do it. Um, you know, work just wasn't quite the right place for me to do this. I know like this is coming to the medical community. It's mm -hmm. coming. People's eyes are starting to get open, but it's just really wasn't the right place for me to do it at work. I needed an outlet for my passion. Mm -hmm. And so I started the blog and then 
my, you know, my girls are like, mom, you have to be on Instagram. And I'm like, no, I hate Instagram. I'm, you know, I have my own Instagram account. I'm hardly ever on it. I hate it. And um, I'm not doing Instagram. And they would bug me like, mom, you have to be on Instagram if you're going to do this. That's where all the young moms are. Because, you know, my oldest daughter is a young mom. She's 26 and she's got two little ones. And, and my youngest is like, she knows all the social media. And so I fought them for a while. And then one day my youngest sat down with me and she's like, okay, mom, we're going to get you an Instagram account. Okay. We're doing this. I'm going to show you what to do. And she's like so fast with her fingers and just putting this thing together. And she's like, okay, now here's what you have to do. You have to, you know, you have to post, post your food pictures and post this. And I started a little bit and I hated it. <laughs> and then I just dropped it for like, I don't know, six months or something. I really haven't had my Instagram account that long. And then, um, and I actually really slowed down on my blog. I was just, I was getting a little consumed with it because I am so passionate. I don't know if you do this, but like it keeps me up at night. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, think about all the things I want to talk about and say. And um, I slowed way down. And then I think I got a message from a mom who just, you know, she said something to me and, and I don't remember exactly what it was. She thanked me and asked me some questions. I'm like, wow, I guess I really am making a difference. I, and then it just, like, I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to work on this Instagram account. I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it and see what happens. And, and it just blew up like in six months. I, honestly, I've only been working on it for you know, really seriously for like six months. And because I'm naturally a creative, like it's super fun. And I love like, oh my goodness, I've got to actually connect with mom so much. I didn't know that I could make such a personal connection. And I think that's what kept me going. It's like they moms message me and I get to talk to them and they're like, yeah, you're really helping me. And how can I stop? It's so satisfying. It's so much fun. And I get to be creative. And I get to say my piece and, and share everything from being a mom and being plant-based and just kind of, um, it's just super fun. Right, right now it's, you know, it's just, it's a hobby for me, but it's more than a hobby. You know, yeah. I'm not making money. I'm just, I'm doing what I love. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to point something out, even if it's not related to actual like nutrition, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I just love the fact that you did something uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I always try to convince myself and my kids and people that I love that discomfort is the catalyst for growth. I feel the mm -hmm. same thing about Instagram. Like I was totally, I had so much freaking resistance. You don't even imagine because my, <laughs> my office manager, she's super young, you know, and she was like, you need to get it. That's whatever. And I was like, I don't like Instagram. I don't want you <laughs> post for me. I don't want to be on there. And finally, I was just like, all right, I guess I need to learn this thing. And I was like, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to look like an idiot. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I think that when we push ourselves, especially when our true purpose is that we want to shine our light on the world and we want to empower and help other people, it's going to work out even though it's uncomfortable. So thank you for sharing that yeah. experience because <laughs> I hope that other people listen to that and realize that there's things that we're going to have resistance around in our lives. There's things that we know we want to do. Maybe we probably, we should do to reach our purpose in life, but we resist doing it because it seems like it's really hard, 
but we can do hard things. And ultimately when we get on the other side, it's no longer uncomfortable. Then we have to, you know, grow with other things that are uncomfortable. So I am very glad that you, you took that leap and did that because you have an amazing Instagram. I, I have total like, wow. Like it, I can tell that it does take you time though. You really put a lot of time and effort into crafting wonderful posts. I just get to my house at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I haven't posted today. Here's my dinner guys. <laughs> so, but it's still, I feel like it's helpful to people. So, okay. So what lessons do you think that you've learned, you know, not just four years of being plant-based, but in all the time that you've been a parent and now a grandmother to two beautiful grandchildren, what are the big lessons that you think you've learned about feeding children? Well, the biggest one I would have to say is, is something that I've heard you say and I've read in your book and I, I believe this with all my heart is just to relax, relax and have fun. Like for me and for kids and for everybody, like food is one of our greatest pleasures as humans. I mean, it, it really is in every culture, like in all celebrations, it's always around food because food is, you know, it's beautiful, it's delicious, it's fun. We love it, food. Uh, and so keep it joyful at home. Um, I think I've done pretty, pretty well at that with my kids because, because I do love food. Um, but lessons that I've learned is, and also from talking with moms, like just, just relax about it. Um, and I, and you've said this, it's all going to turn out. Okay. And I can say this because, because I've done it. I can say this cause I can look back and I can see like, it actually has turned out great. It's turned out great. And I have promoted health at my house. I have done it all along but I've never, ever, ever been strict about it. I have let my kids eat junk food. I will buy junk food sometimes. I will eat it sometimes. Um, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not promoting it for any of your listeners, but I'm just saying like, don't have anxiety over a little junk food once in a while. It's, you have to look at the big picture. And I know it's so hard to look at the big picture when your kids are little because you cannot see the big picture. Mm -hmm. And so I know that's really easy for me to say because I can see that picture now. Um, but even the big picture when you're raising little kids, the big picture can be a week. Like mm -hmm. every meal doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to try and get every nutrient in every meal. Just look at the meal. Is it overall healthy, more or less? it's okay. And you know, if you missed something in that meal, you can make up for it in the next meal or in the snack or in, in a smoothie or tomorrow. It's okay. You don't have to have every meal perfect. Um, I would say another thing, a huge, huge, huge one is having your kids involved in all aspects of meal prep. And that can be from planning your meals to shopping, to setting the table. Uh, and you can keep it super simple, even for the littlest, tiniest kids. Cause I really focus on moms who have um, babies and toddlers, cause I think they're the moms who have the most questions, at least in my experience. And so I really try and help the moms with babies and toddlers and you can get them involved when they're tiny. Mm -hmm. Like you can literally set your child on the counter next to you just, you know, for a couple minutes and have them help you wash some lettuce in the sink or, um, 
give them a spray bottle and help wipe the table or wipe the cabinets or uh, help clear the dishes and they can put some uh, silverware in the dishwasher. It doesn't really matter. Like just involve them. It's time consuming. It's messy. It's so very, very, very worth it. Um, my kids are all comfortable in the kitchen. I could, I could leave my kids probably in grade school and they could have taken care of themselves and fed themselves uh, because they're comfortable in the kitchen. They know how to do things. They know how to, they know where everything is. They know how to make simple meals. I mean, now they're older, they can make anything and they're very, very comfortable. They're not, they're not scared of those things. That's awesome. No. And I think, um, it sounds harsh, but I've started telling parents that just from the outset that they're not going to be perfect. <laughs> I know that, that sounds horrible, but I no. feel like that relieves a lot of pressure. Like you're not going to be perfect. So let it go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And, and just know that, especially when it comes to nutrition, our bodies are so intelligent. Like we used to think we needed to do all this careful combining of foods and protein, and we don't. Like our body knows how to get what it needs to. And for the great majority of the time, children are, are very intuitive from the beginning. So they eat when they're hungry. They stop when they're satisfied. They are able to regulate that and their bodies can can handle the rest of the nutrients as long as you're providing them a reasonable variety of choices. So I think that, you know, you knew that from the beginning intuitively that your kids had that power had that ability. And I think also, I'm glad that you said that whenever you start involving your children, especially when they're little, it's kind of a pain in the butt, you know, because they're slow and they do it wrong and they make a mess. But as they get bigger, they get better at it. And it, it turns like it flips. And there one day they can like now my older one, he cooked recipes for this last Thanksgiving and I could just give him the recipe and just give him a few little tips here and there. But he did the entire thing himself from beginning to end. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. It is. <laughs> so it's so wonderful. Great. It totally, like you said, it totally is worth it to get them involved, get them comfortable. And it also helps them be more interested in their food, in what they're eating. So it's not just worth it because they're comfortable in the kitchen, but because they are interested in the food itself and what they're putting into their bodies. And they see where it comes from. It's not just like something that's magically appears. That's like mm -hmm. in a package that magically appears. So those are great lessons. So let's talk about some practical things that we can give to the listeners as far as meal planning and meal prep. You said this is kind of one of your passions too. It sounds like you're an expert at it. Definitely in our modern world, especially whenever you're the mom of little toddlers, and you're running around all day, you're exhausted, you feel like you don't have enough time. It feels really tough to stay on track, feel like you're providing nutritious meals for your family. So tell us, how do you do it? And what tips can you give for the listeners on how to include meal planning and meal prep into their lifestyle? Okay. Well, 
I, I really do plan my week. I plan four to five meals. Like I'll sit down and make a plan four to five meals uh, for the week. And then I, I plan my grocery list and I shop once. And I started doing that after I had my first child, I was working and I just found that in order for us to eat healthy and for me to figure out what to make and make it faster, I had to have a plan. And so I have been meal planning for 26 years now. <laughs> I used to have a big whiteboard on my wall. Um, now I have a little cute chalkboard, but I always have it up and it's, I don't always follow it perfectly, but I have a plan and sometimes it falls apart. Um, and sometimes it goes really well. Um, so the plan is, is really nice. So I really encourage moms to take a little time on the front end and make some kind of a plan. It doesn't have to be fancy or anything like that, but have some kind of a plan, go to the store once. So you're not running back and forth all the time because that saves time. Um, and I actually do have a free um, mom's meal planning guide like you can download from my site and it's all free and it'll work with any any schedule. Um, but anyway, so that's one thing is try and have some kind of a plan if you can. The other thing is cooking ahead if you can cook ahead. Now there are different ways of doing this. There is like, you can do all the batch cooking on the weekend. I think moms of toddlers may not be able to do this, but some moms, maybe they can. Um, the other thing that I really encourage is a little bit simpler is if you're making pasta for dinner, cook, you know, double the amount of pasta and throw half of it in the refrigerator. Like always cook extra of what you're cooking. Um, if you're steaming some broccoli, steam a whole huge pot of it, make it, you know, crisp, tender, don't, don't make it mushy, and then take most of it and put it in the refrigerator. I mean, kids will eat that stuff cold. It's delicious. And you can dip that in, you know, like a peanut dip or a ranch dip or nothing, or put some sprinkles on it. It's delicious cold. Um, or you can use it for another meal. Um, so I think if the way that I encourage moms is just to cook extra anytime you're cooking because it doesn't really take any extra time. And moms of toddlers are, they're so busy and they don't have big blocks of time. And if they do get a block of time, you know, they're tired. So um, that's one of my things uh, for meal prep is just have pasta in the fridge, have some grains in the fridge if you can. Um, keep cans of beans in your in your pantry. If you can cook some sweet potatoes in the oven, I mean, it takes literally no extra time. You throw them in the oven, as long as you're home in the house, set the timer, you know, for 45 minutes, or you can cook a sweet potato in the microwave in four minutes. Um, but I just like to have things cooked ahead. That's what I do. Um, and that's what I found is the easiest than the big batch cooking on the weekends. I think for some moms, it's great. A lot of people start out doing that and then, you know, it falls apart, they don't get it done and they feel bad and then they don't have anything to go mm -hmm. to. So mm -hmm. this is just a little bit easier, just cooking extra, keeping the staples on hand. Um, and what day of the week do you do your planning and your shopping? I usually do, uh, I would do my planning like the night before I grocery shop usually. Um, usually like Friday night or Saturday night. I go on the weekends. I go really, really early in the mornings because yeah. I just don't like to wait in for the crowds. And so I am at the store like by 7.30 or something, but I do, I do it uh, Friday night, 
for Saturday night and I'll spend a little time doing it. But I have to say, if I can follow, I have to, I might have to look and see what the name of this app is. My daughter just told me about this amazing app and I have nothing to do with it. Can I mention it? It's yeah, like, of course. yeah, I have nothing to do with this. And I just did my first meal plan and, <laughs> oh, it's called Mealtime. Okay. It's an app and it's free. I think you can pay to upgrade, but they even have, they have vegan, they have any kind of meals and you just pick out what kind of meal you want. Pick, pick, pick. You could have a meal plan in like five minutes and then it will plan your grocery list and itemize it all in the, in the category. So I'm going to try it because I do spend some, it takes some time to meal plan on your own. You know, mm -hmm. you look through your cookbooks or whatever. So I'm going to try this app, see if I like it or not, but I just wanted to throw it out there just for a time saver because everybody's looking to, to save time. Yeah. And how much time do you think it takes you to plan and shop for your, for your week? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I can spend 20 minutes up to an hour and a half planning meals if, and that is just because I love to look at cookbooks, but really if I'm serious, I can just knock it out in 20 minutes. I'll just, mm -hmm. we're going to have the basics, you know, and what I do is I look at my week. Is my week busy? Like, do I have time to spend in the kitchen or not? If I don't, you know, I've got to keep it simple. It's going to be quick. And it might be a couple of the things we had last week or some of our regulars or, you know, just or bowls or pastas. As long as you get the basic ingredients, sometimes you don't even have to meal plan. But I like to meal plan because I don't like to think about what I'm going to have that day. I like to mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be quick or it can take, if you like to look at cookbooks or Pinterest, it can take a long time. Yeah. But yeah. And I've done it like every single possible way that you can yeah. imagine. I've tried everything. And right now what we've settled into is we have themes. So Sunday is soup day, Monday is salad, mm. Tuesday is taco Tuesday. Cause we decided this year, we're going to go hard on the taco Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Wednesday is pasta, Thursday is leftovers, Friday we eat out. And then Saturday is just whatever I can think yeah. of. Um, and so that helps me because I already have like a category and I just have to plug in a recipe mm -hmm. and I'm one of those people I we have our favorites for sure but I love trying new things so I usually you know it's so easy to find free recipes on blogs and Instagram is the worst because people are posting stuff all the time that look delicious so I'm like constantly um, bookmarking recipes on there so I always have like a little database of like oh I want to try that so I can plug that into my pasta I could plug this into my salad day and it makes it fun and exciting and one of my kids loves to try new things all the time like he even told me that he never wants to eat the same meal twice and I'm like okay whenever you start doing all the cooking you can do that <laughs> That's great. And, and my youngest one is the opposite he could have the same thing every single day so I try to have a balance between, you know, familiar and new stuff, but I always warn him, my younger one, that we're going to do something new and that we're going to have like this salad with this kind of dressing so that he can mentally prepare himself and it usually goes well. But yeah. there's so many different ways to do it. And I think encouraging moms to be like, hey, if you try the batch cooking on the weekend and it, I would also make sure whenever you try something new, give it a few times too, mm -hmm. because if there's a learning curve to everything. Mm -hmm. So the batch cooking on the weekend, I've done that before. I love it. It's the best 
it's like the best way to keep your kitchen clean for sure. Like I agree. during the week, you just keep, take stuff out, heat it up. It's amazing, but it is more time consuming on the weekends. And yeah. now with sports, we've just gotten so busy on the weekends. It's hard for me to take a chunk of three or four hours and just mm -hmm. cook, but it might work for you. The cooking every day might work for you. The just doing what Heidi's saying and making sure every time you cook, cook extra. That's a wonderful tip. I love all of that. The other so, thing, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the other thing um, that moms can do, I mean, batch cooking is great. I think we have seasons that things work and seasons that they don't work um, because I've tried them all too. And I go back and forth between them. Um, but the other thing of moms with little ones, if they're home, it's like you can do meal prep or prep ahead during a nap. Sometimes like you can get your whole dinner ready when your kids are asleep. If you make a quick dinner, throw it in the fridge or leave it on the stove, whatever, or have it 90% done when your child is sleeping. I consider that meal prep too, because then you avoid the chaos at dinner time. Like you're, you've got a plan. So mm -hmm. sometimes even if you haven't planned ahead, you can do it during nap time. Yeah. That's a great tip too, because often little ones eat more frequently than adults and their appetites, they may get hungrier earlier than when mm -hmm. mom or dad gets home, you know, gets home late they may be ready to eat earlier anyway. And you already have the dinner ready and mm -hmm. you're not going through that meltdown in the kitchen yes. when they're really hungry and trying <laughs> to get dinner to avoid ready. The meltdown. <laughs> for sure. That's a great tip. All right. So can you give us three to four easy meals that we can make in a hurry for kids? Yeah. If you, okay. So if you have some pasta in the fridge, um, here's one that actually my, my daughter taught me this one because she's a mom of two little toddlers and these kids loved it. it was so easy. Um, so take the, the pasta and whatever frozen vegetables you have, or if you have some like chopped vegetables, what did we do? We did it with, um, some shredded carrots that we had in the fridge, some frozen peas, threw in the pasta, a little nutritional yeast, little plant-based milk. And for the toddlers, I threw in a little plant-based butter as well, throw in a little fat. Um, and that is super, super simple. They devoured that stuff. And you can do it with any veggies. If you have um, some broccoli in the fridge, which I encourage just keep steamed broccoli in the fridge because it will save you every time. And then you won't feel bad about not giving veggies. Um, put it, I have an Instagram post on that, I think. Um, and the kids love it. And it's like, takes five minutes to make. Uh, let's see. I mean, that sounds like something I would eat. So <laughs> you would totally eat it. I, I think because I'm a pediatrician, I get licensed to kind of be like a kid forever. So yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that we love is we make it with uh, either naan or pita, little pitas, mm -hmm. and you can make these really fast. You don't even have to cook them for little ones if you don't want to, but just like pita bread, um, put a little pasta. I would just use pasta sauce on mm -hmm. it whatever leftover. I'm like leftovers. I'm so big on leftovers. Okay. So leftover chopped veggies, or if you don't have leftovers, if you have, have some spinach or some mushrooms, whatever you can put on top of that. If you like vegan cheese, put vegan cheese on it. If you don't, don't. And then you can pop that in the oven for like five minutes, or you can just serve it raw, mm -hmm. um, not raw, but uncooked. And it's delicious. Kids love it. It's super easy to make. Um, another quick meal honestly is a smoothie. If you don't have kids love them, 
you can just fill them up full of nutrition. I don't say, you know, don't do it all the time for a meal. You don't want to drink your meals all the time, but they are great in a pinch or for something different. And I can tell you what my favorite one to make is. It's really um, easy, easy to get the ingredients. So we do um, bananas, frozen peaches, spinach, and then peanut butter or whatever kind of nut butter you like little flax seeds, and then dates or date paste and some plant milk. Mm. And it is delicious. Yum. And it's, it's got everything in it. Um, other ones, especially one in the do, summer uh, when it's hot, potato. smoothies are nice. I know, I know because it's cold in the winter, mm. <laughs> but it is great in the summer. But my kids don't get cold in the winter like I do. So they're happy <laughs> to drink smoothies all the time. Nice. Um, all the time. Um, a super fast meal is microwave a sweet potato, takes four minutes. They, they make these great bags for sweet potatoes. I'm not sweet potatoes, but potato bags you can buy on Amazon. You could just wrap it in a wet uh, cloth too, like a, a wet cloth napkin or towel. You don't even have to wrap it, but they can dry out a little bit. Um, but anyway, a sweet potato and you can get, just take some canned beans and put over the top of it some nutritional yeast or whatever kind of season seasonings you like. We love everything but the bagel seasoning. Mm. Have you had that one? No, that sounds good. Oh, my goodness. So good. So good. So that's another quick one. Anything in a tortilla, you can put leftovers in a tortilla. You can put your leftover curry lentils and rice in a tortilla. It just doesn't even matter. Just wrap it in a tortilla. Makes a great meal. Yeah, we do that a lot with hummus. Mm-hmm. And any kind of veggies we have, like shredded carrots or cabbage or the um, mix that I buy that Costco mix. It's like the kale mix that goes oh, great yeah. in that too. Yeah. So yeah, tortillas are a lifesaver, I think. They are. <laughs> okay, great. That sounds awesome. So, I mean, that kind of takes us to the next question, which you said a lot of those things is what items do you always have in your pantry, fridge and freezer? Mm. Well, we eat a lot of rice at my house. So we have rice in the pantry. We usually have leftover rice in the fridge. Makes great fried rice, by the way. You can make mm. a really, one more quick fast meal for you or for the, for the listeners. If you have leftover rice, you can make fried rice with leftover rice, put it in a wok or a pan, use some frozen mixed vegetables, crumble some tofu in there, a little water to soften everything up, cover it and then steam it a little bit, stir it up, add a little soy sauce, garlic and onion powder, sesame oil if you like. Everybody loves it. Yum. Yeah. And what I love about these meals is you don't need a cookbook. You don't need to read a recipe. And that's one thing that happened to me when I went whole food plant-based is that I lost my intimidation in the kitchen. Cause for some reason, I just felt like I couldn't mess stuff up. Like I could with like meat and animal products. Like, you know how when you cook meat and stuff, you have to be really careful. Like you're not undercooking it and all this stuff. And so, but for some reason, when I started cooking with plants, I'm like, Oh, what's the worst that could happen, you know? And then you can play around and you can trust your instincts as a cook. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be gourmet, especially when you're feeding kids because they don't know the difference. They just know it tastes good. You know, like it doesn't have to be five-star restaurant material. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And that's, that's, that's the nice thing with kids. And that's what I try and 
really promote on my Instagram is like easy, simple. It doesn't have to be fancy. I know there's beautiful food all over Instagram. My food is not like that because my food, I just want it to be real. And I want moms to know like it can be simple. Toddlers, they don't care if it came from a cookbook or if you just like created it in your mind five minutes ago or <laughs> invented it, something new. Um, anyway, in my, in my pantry, in my freezer, in my freezer, I always keep a few different kinds of uh, vegetables. I have frozen mixed vegetables and edamame, mm. great for like sushi bowls or just for snacking. Kids will love to snack on it. Um, we keep non, maybe that's not so healthy because it's just bread, but it's a great snack. It's better than some snacks. And that's just like the Indian flatbread and you can heat it up in the microwave. And um, it's great for my kids because they're bigger and they can just throw it in the oven or the microwave themselves. Pantry, it's all about the beans and the oatmeal. Those are the biggest ones and the rice. Those are, uh, yeah, those are the biggest one. And then in my fridge, I like to have some roasted veggies that I've, that I've already roasted on the weekends. And you can roast veggies. They really don't take time except for cutting them. Once they're in the oven, like you're done. Mm -hmm. Just set the timer on your phone and, and you're done. But they make great bowls or just anything. Yeah. And roasting veggies is a great way to eat veggies for people that aren't used to eating veggies, you know, because it, it just, the flavors are just so good. You know, I just, it caramelizes things. It just tastes really good. So it's a good introduction. If you're, if you're not sure about it, if you're an adult that hasn't, that claims to not be a veggie lover, start with the roasted ones, I would say, because mm -hmm. the flavors are really good and really sweet. So mm -hmm. it's a great thing to about to cook on the weekends. All right. So I want to know what appliance can you not live without? <laughs> it's, it's probably a little different than most of your people say, but for my family, the appliance we can't live without is a rice cooker. Mm -hmm. Okay. We eat so much rice and my kids can't live without rice. And I know it sounds maybe for some people like, why can't you just cook rice in a pot? But a rice cooker is just, it's just, we have to have it. We eat so much rice and um, it's a big part of our life. I feel like I need to adopt you into the Latin American culture. <laughs> I'm the same way. I mean, you know, but I'm Panamanian. So I felt like yeah. that was pretty natural, but I love rice. I, that's something I make every single weekend for my batch cooking. What's your favorite type of rice? <laughs> well, we eat mostly jasmine rice. And I have to say like my kid's dad is a uh, Filipino. So oh, cool. I might not look like an Asian mom, but I do cook a lot nice. of Asian food. And that's, that's why actually when, when I, f I first got together with him, I'm like, why do you need a rice cooker to cook something that you can just cook on the stove? Okay. Now I, I can't live without it. Yeah. I can't live without it, but <laughs> we eat jasmine rice mostly. Um, we eat back and forth between white and brown rice. And uh, occasionally we have basmati rice with our like, yeah, I have all three kinds in my, I have big bags of all three nice. kinds. Nice. Oh, you're authentic. Yeah. So I also use a rice cooker every single week. Oh, I we have, do? Um, yeah. And so I can't give it up. I feel like I'm similar to you though, because uh -huh. even though I do know how to cook rice the old fashioned way on a pot mm -hmm. and all my family in Panama, they don't, they're not like the Asian culture. Like they still cook their rice, like the old fashioned way, like in the mm -hmm. pot and stuff. 
I love my rice cooker and I feel like it makes the rice perfect. I use brown rice pretty exclusively unless I'm making some kind of like fancy recipe, like rice pudding or something like that. But I have gotten addicted to soaking my rice because the texture is just amazing. And I don't know, something about the texture and the flavor changes. So I now soak it overnight, rinse it, and then steam it in my rice cooker. But I love that thing. I mean, I feel like it's just yeah. part of my family. <laughs> had it for one, years. I have one other tip for brown rice. Um, soaking is a really great way for people who don't like brown rice to eat it because it's it makes it so much more soft and moist. Mm -hmm. And there's another tip I learned uh, in a cookbook for brown rice. If you don't have time to soak it, and this works really, really well in a rice cooker, it probably works on the stove, but I haven't cooked on the rice on the stove for a million years. So you cook it. And then when it's done in the rice cooker, then you add more cold water to it, just like an extra half a cup, depending on the size of your rice cooker. You can't really, you can't really fudge it up. You can't mess it up. You add more water to it cold and turn your rice cooker back on and it will like fluff up that brown rice it's amazing it's amazing so that's a huh. tip for people who don't really like the chewiness of the brown rice awesome i'll have to try that sometime see what it turns out like <laughs> all right this has been great um just another stuff about the appliances though just because i want to throw in my opinion definitely love my rice cooker but my next favorite appliance or probably my favorite is my instant pot. I knew you're going to say I, that. <laughs> I just love that thing. I, I use it all the time for like every single thing. And I do cook rice in my instant pot too, but I prefer my rice cooker, but I know how to cook it in the instant pot. But I use that thing all the time, several times a week usually. And especially because I do like having a good amount of cooked rice and beans, beans. In, the, in the fridge all the time. I'm like so snobby now about my beans. My favorite is garbanzo. And the texture that I get from the garbanzo beans in the pressure cooker, I'm so addicted to like that creaminess that I just have to cook it myself every week. I <laughs> so, agree. I love it. I agree. I cook beans in the Instant Pot at least once a week. And I, I wasn't going to get an Instant Pot because, you know, I'm just like, I'm set in my ways. I've been cooking beans on the stove forever. And my daughter, she just like, you have to do this, mom. You just have to get an Instant Pot. So when I went to visit her, because she lives in a different state, she taught me. Yeah, I, she enlightened me and I fell in love. And yes, I, I didn't want to say Instant Pot because everybody's Instant Pot. But I have to say for the beans, I use it all the time all the time. It's such a great appliance. And I just wanted to bring that up just because I want people to feel like it's not cheating to use appliances. It really is a time yeah. saver and you're busy. I'm busy. Moms of toddlers are busy. Use your appliance. It's, it's a, it's a definitely a time saver, a lifesaver. Yeah. And sometimes just the result that you get is superior, I think because I just love the texture of beans from the Instant Pot. And I've converted, you know, because being Panamanian and my dad cooks too, but I converted both of them, my parents to the Instant Pot. And now they just, they had to buy one to take, they live in Panama half of the year. So they had to buy another Instant Pot, take to Panama when they're there, because when they're in Panama, they want to pressure cook their beans too. So, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. So I think that Instant Pot has started a revolution for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you, what do you wish more parents knew? I wish they knew 
that they don't have to micromanage each and every meal, that they can relax and just look at the big picture over the week and that food can be fun and eating can be fun and just please, please, please don't worry so much. So much worry and I'm not sure why there's so much worry, but I just, I don't want moms to worry so much. I want them to have fun and don't miss the fun of feeding your child or eating with your child. That's my, that's my big one. Aw, I love your heart. <laughs> so sweet. Thank you for that. What personal habit are you most proud of? How did you develop it? And how do you maintain it? Oh, okay. Um, well, it's not anything amazing, but um, I walk. It used to be running when I was younger started in college and I used to just for fitness I've never been fast I've never been competitive but I've always done it to stay in shape and once I hit about 40 I started having a lot of problems with my one of my feet and just running it just wasn't going well for me so I just transitioned to walking and I found that I loved it so much more and it kept me in just as good of shape so uh, I still do it. I listen to podcasts or music and it's, it really helps me to feel good and strong. And you can, sometimes I look at people out there running and struggling so hard and I want to tell them, you know what, you can get in great shape by walking and you're going to enjoy it so much more and you'll probably keep doing it. So mm -hmm. that is my, that's what I do. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. You should be proud of that. And you know, it's one of those things that I feel, I feel like you're right. I love running too. And I've, I used to do long distance running and I also, I got injured, also feet problems. <laughs> and now I want to get more back into walking and maybe even doing some long distance walking, but mm -hmm. you're right. Walking is one of those things we do from very young age and we can do all the way through old age and mm -hmm. it keeps us young and it is so beneficial for our health. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, I actually listened to a podcast recently and I'm going to read this book and see if I can get this expert on my podcast. And he's a mm. walking expert. And basically there's so many good things about walking. So I think if we got into our minds that exercise doesn't have to like feel painful, <laughs> you know, like it can be fun. It can be invigorating. It doesn't have to be yeah. like this complicated, painful thing. I think more people would get out there. And the other thing he said about it too, is that walking is, is one of those things that's kind of built into our evolution as far as mm -hmm. like walking together and walking in groups. So it can be a social thing too. So, you know, you often mm -hmm. see women walking together and pushing their strollers together. So it's a great thing for moms of toddlers and babies get out there with their strollers and walk together and then they can help each other and support each other and get exercise at the same time. So I think mm -hmm. that that is a beautiful habit. All right, Heidi, this has been such an amazing conversation. I know that we could talk forever, but I would love for you to tell the listeners how they can connect with you, what your handle is on Instagram. I know you also have a Facebook group and you're just doing so much for so many people. So tell them how they can find you online. Well, you can find me on my website is leafyvibe.com. And I've got uh, lots of information about how you can feed your child a plant-based diet and know you're doing it 
the healthy way. It's I have a really good long comprehensive article on there that's very popular article because I think it answers a lot of people's uh, fears about nutrition. But so leafyvibe.com and I have tons of free downloadable resources as well about nutrition and meals and meal planning and just everything. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, leafy underline vibe. So that's me. And I've got different things on Instagram, similar, but different in nice bite sizes. Uh, and then I have a Facebook group called Passionate Plant-Based Mamas, and it's just growing like crazy. It's an active group and um, it's a really supportive community. And I have to say it's, it's really, we don't have anti-vax kind of things there. We don't have vaccination questions. I found that on a lot of vegan groups. It's just really more about food and supporting each other and how to, how to do it easy and answering people's questions. So it's just, it's just a super nice group of people on there. And it is, it's getting big. I'm really enjoying it. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for doing everything that you do for being so loving and compassionate and supportive and empowering mothers and parents in feeding their children in a loving, relaxed, fun <laughs> manner. I love that. So keep that up. And I hope that we continue to stay in touch, but I hope that you have a plantastic day today. Thank you. You too. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at Rocket Surgeons Music. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, all of my social media links can be found in the podcast description. Send me a message and let me know what you think of today's podcast. Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and drop me a line if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a plantastic day. We're having broccoli.